And that's it. We are live on the, on the interwebs. Um, Yay. Hi. hi. <laughs> um, I told you that that countdown is ominous. It scares me. Uh, so yeah. this, this is Jessica. And I'm going to read Jessica's thing that she sent me. Uh, Jessica's a wife, mother, teacher, and founder of Kayla's Coats. Kayla's Coats was founded in memory of her daughter, Kayla, who drowned at the age of 20 months on a canal in the waters of Homosassa. Jessica and her husband, Sean, and sons, Aiden and Brantley, have taken Kayla's tragic death and are spreading the word about the importance of water safety education within their community of Citrus County, Florida. They have provided coats to children within the local school system, uh, provided life jackets to local elementary schools and preschools, or coats to local elementary schools and preschools, as well as providing a life jacket, jacket loaner station in their community. Uh, Jessica and Sean want to make sure that their story don't become your story. Is that, is that about it? That's about it. Yeah, in a nutshell. Yeah, in a nutshell. So how long ago did Kayla pass away? Um, 2010. So it'll be eight years this summer, July. Gotcha. And you said it was in a canal? Yes. My mom lives um, on a canal in the Homosassa River, and we were getting ready to go on the boat, and her house was under construction, so she was sewing some people her house and what was changing, and we were getting ready to go on the boat and lost track of Kayla and thought that the other person had her, and she ended up in the canal. That sucks. Yeah. Where is, where is Homosassa? Homosassa. We are about an hour north of Tampa. Okay. Right on the, we're the manatee capital. So people come to see manatees where we're at. Gotcha. Uh, if, if anything, what do you think would have helped Kayla? There's a number of different things that failed um, mm -hmm. on that day. The number one was the adult supervision, active adult supervision. That definitely would have prevented it. Um, another thing would have been fencing along the waterline. Um having her wearing the life jacket, even though she wasn't on the boat yet, but we were still around that water. And then um, having those survival swim lessons, either one of those four things could have prevented our tragedy. Gotcha. So let's, um, if you don't mind, let's back up a little bit. I wanted to know more about you as a, as a human and kind of your uh, superhero origin story and kind of where you've come from and what, what you did before now. So can you tell me about, about you? You know, what, what do you, yes. Are you a teacher? Yes, I'm a teacher. Um, yeah. I've taught kindergarten and first grade for 13 years. And um, I bring a lot of Kayla into me, into my classroom. My kids know her. Um, my boys know her. And, I mean, I guess my superpower would be education. Um, I just want to educate kids, adults of all aspects. Um, and making sure, you know, that, that they're set for life in academics as well as safety. And you said you've been teaching 13 years, right? Yes. Yes. So, so you started when you were nine? Yes, I did. That's, that's I had an early start. I think that's really incredible. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I, I Little Doogie Kowser of, of teaching here. I don't know how you pulled that off. It's really, it's really incredible. <laughs> uh, so did you do anything prior to teaching in your, when you were five to nine? Um, <laughs> I ran around like a crazy kid. That's about it. Okay. You know, yeah. normal, normal kid stuff. Normal kid stuff. <laughs> Uh, where did you go to school? Um, I am, I've, for my education, my upper education, I've been to, oh, let's see, Central Florida Community College for my AA. I went to UF for my bachelor's, Santa Fe for community college for my um, teaching certificate. And then I did an online master's at um, Grand Canyon University. 
Very nice. And did you always know you wanted to be a teacher? No. No? <laughs> Not at all. I was exercise and sports science major oh, wow. in college at UF. Um, and then I knew a teacher friend and they needed teachers. And he said, you would be a great teacher. I said, okay. <laughs> and that's kind of how I got started. Nice. And, yeah. and never looked back. No, no. The profession picked me, I guess you could say. Yeah. I've heard that before, actually. Yeah. So, so um, talk to me about Kayla's Coats. What does Kayla's Coats do? Um, Kayla's Coats, we started out through our church and um, as a ministry under them, delivering coats to kids. As an educator, we, you know, we saw the need for kids to have coats. So we wanted to make sure that they had, they were warm in our nice cold winters that Florida has, right? Um, so we started out through that. And then a couple of years later, I would say about two, after our third distribution of coats, um, we decided to go nonprofit and we moved out from underneath the church umbrella and we still stuck with coats for a while, but then we started to become more of the water safety aspect of it. And we have since we still do our coat distribution to those kids that are in need, um, life jacket distribution, education at different um, area schools and events. And then we've done um, our first life jacket loaner station, got it put up in February at our County beach. So we're just rolling along with that and seeing where we go. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. so, so you think you're going to continue the coats indefinitely or? Um, as needed. It's kind yeah. of, you know, Florida's winters come and go. Right. You know, this winter wasn't that cold. So yeah. as needed, we will deliver coats to those that are in need. Um, but we like to say that we wear our life jacket on and off the water. So our life jacket is our, or, I'm sorry, we wear our coats on and off the water. So our life jacket is our coat on the water. Right. So that's kind of our, you know, where, where we're heading right now. Oh, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. And so if someone wants to get a life jacket um, for their child, what should they look for? Um, definitely look, make sure that it's Coast Guard approved. You want to make sure that that life jacket is Coast Guard approved, that it fits them properly. They go by weights. Um, but as a parent, you need to make sure that they're not going to slide out of that jacket, that it's always fastened correctly. Um, those ones, those child life jackets that have the strap that goes between the legs, that's so important so that they don't slide out from underneath that life jacket. Um, and just make sure that they're always fastened properly. Gotcha. And what about the ones that have the strap across the chest and the, the arm floats? The arm floats? Um, those are U.S. Coast Guard approved. Mm -hmm. um, they're not my favorite. You know, um, but they are Coast Guard approved. So, you know, there's I see a lot of parents that use them that have them, um, but still always make sure that you are in 100 percent view of your child, whether swimming or why they're around water, um, because and with any life jacket, it can come off. The kid can think that they still have it on and go back in that water. So any anything like that, um, definitely no air inflated floaties. Right. Um, you can get a hole in those at any time. Those are not safe. I see them on the stores all the time and I just want to go rip them off the shelves. Um, so, you know, just, I, I think with any life jacket, with anything, it's not so much the device that's going to save your child as it is your, your supervision. No, that makes perfect sense. And I think people do sometimes, you know, rely a little bit too much on devices, especially the ones, like you said, that aren't Coast Guard approved. Um, yeah. So life jackets aren't air inflated then? I'm going to sound crazy here. No, they have um, like padding in them. Okay. They do that. have, they do have some that are air inflated. Um, right. I've, I've seen the ones that you, are, know. you wear and you push the button or you pull the tab and the yes. Yeah. Yes. 
yes, they do have those. Um, right. But, you know, there are some that are, but most life jackets, they'll have like a, a flotation Styro padding in them. Yeah, it's like a styrofoam, right? Or like a Similar, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Um, so does Kilosquotes have any uh, events they do? Um, we do. We have a 5K, 10K, one mile walk. Um, we had our last, our first one in November. We're having it again. It's our water safe citrus walk. Um, and that's our main fundraiser right now to raise funds for our swimming scholarships that we do. We did $11,000 in swimming scholarships this year between um, our local PD aquatics instructor, which she does um, self-rescue swimming lessons, and then our YMCA. So we're, we're impacting at least 100 families at our YMCA and then about 50 families at our PD Aquatics with the Lifesaver or Rescue Swimming. That's awesome. And how does the, um, what, what's the difference between the lessons? Um, with PD Aquatics, she does one-on-one -on -one instruction and she's teaching them to uh, basically... And then with the YMCA, they have group instruction. They also do have one-on-one -on -one instruction. Um, but the YMCA is not quite as intense as the PD Aquatics instruction. So there's a little bit different. And I know that, you know, every family, every child needs something different. So this way we're able to provide to all of those needs. That's awesome. And if somebody lives in Citrus County and they wanted to get one, what would they do? Um, Doug... Contact us at Kayla's Coats. We have our Facebook page. Um, we have kaylascoats.org is our website. Or you can go contact our local YMCA or, um, sorry. That's right. Last day school. <laughs> um, or pdaquatics.com um, is Sarah's website. So either one of those awesome. gets you there. Very good. Is there like an application or? Um, Yes, there is uh, application. Sarah's has, they each have their own different applications. We just okay. donate the money to them and then they kind they, of do their thing. It's a lot easier on our end to do it that way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No. So. Uh, we we kind of do the same thing with the, uh, the pool fence donations. Mm -hmm. you know, we let, you know, the NDPA or, you know, uh, Paul DeMello or, you know, some other organization kind of tell us when they, they get a qualified person and then we give them a pool yeah. fence rather than trying to, to pick ourselves because that gets dicey. It does. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, so what could other people do to make sure their child is safe around the water? Um, I think the biggest is that active adult supervision that we've been talking about. Yeah, talked about um, that. Yeah. yeah, that that to me is one of the biggest things um, that you can do. Also, making sure that your child is aware of water safety rules. That, you know, not only, and I know I have a two-year-old, so I know that they can disappear just like this, um, yeah. and they're quick, and you can always catch them. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> making sure that they they know from an early age, I mean, my child, he plays in the bathtub and plays with Jake. Jake's got his life jacket on, so right. they know, you know, at two, that they should always have that life jacket on. Um, <clears throat> so it's never too early to start. So I would definitely say active adult supervision, the... Um, education of not only your child, but any adult that's going to be around your child while they're at the water. Um, we have, we partnered with Collins Hope with the life or water guardian cards. So we've been passing those out and getting to make sure that every adult is aware and it's got that active supervision. Um, learning CPR and um, having those multiple barriers is, is, the, is the main thing. You know, your fences is, is excellent. You also, I mean, that's one barrier. 
they can get through those. So you also need to have, it'll slow them down, um, alarms, fences, and just that supervision, I think, is is the key. Yeah, absolutely. And you talk about the supervision. You know, I was, um, unfortunately, I feel like I combat a lot of people on Facebook and Instagram recently. <laughs> um, I think the, the more exposure we get, the more we reach people outside the community. So, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, the number of times I've said that parents who say that they don't need layers of protection because they always watch their kid, um, you know, those parents scare the crap out of me because yes. they're the ones that think they're okay and obviously aren't. Um, yes. You know, anyone who thinks that they watch a three-year-old 24 hours a day, seven days a week is delusional. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's impossible. And, yeah, it is. you know, and every parent who has a hilarious story about, you know, their kid, you know, chopping up all of the Barbie doll hair or, you know, drawing a mural in crayon on the wall um, who didn't have, you know, some kind of barrier locks, pool fence, alarms, mm-hmm. et cetera, you know, just got lucky their kid didn't go outside, you know, into the pool. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's what we thought. We always thought, well, it's not gonna, it's not going to happen to us. You know, nothing, nothing can happen to us. We're good, but right. things happen, you know, accidents happen and, and we're all human. Yeah. And how far was the canal from where you guys were? Um, not far. I mean, okay. what, what flood, flood regulation, you know, she's yeah. right on the water. So, gotcha. but, um, but yeah, so I, I think that's pretty common that people think that it's, uh, yeah. not going to happen to them. And I've noticed that drowning doesn't get the same level of media play, we'll call it, as other threats to children get, right? You know, we had uh, a few years ago, remember that peanut butter scare where there was like a batch mm-hmm. of bad peanut butter and, yes. some ki- and some kids got sick, right? Which was not cool, but, mm-hmm. you know, essentially it was, um, you know, a handful of kids got upset stomachs. Um, allergens, yeah. Allergens, and it was everywhere, right? It was on Good Morning America, it was on the Today Show, it was plastered over, you know, the news constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Meanwhile, that same summer while it was happening, kids were drowning every day and no one knew about it. Um, yes. Yeah. So, so it's interesting that, you know, drowning gets so little attention while these other things seem to really, you know, pop up. Um, why, why do you think that is? I think it's taboo. I don't think that, yeah. ki- that people want to think that that it can happen to them. You know, it, it's not, it's, it's sad. People don't want to talk about it, but right. I think that it needs to be talked about. It needs to be shared. And, and that's, and I think as, you know, as a member of Families United and NDPA, that that is our goal is that we share our stories so that it doesn't happen to anyone else. What is, what do you think there's some things, you know, I assume if anybody's watching this, they care about child safety and water safety in some capacity. What do you think people can do to, you know, let the world at large know more about, you know, what we're doing about water safety, you know, this is a real problem. Share, 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 educate everyone. Um, Everyone might not be a parent, but they might be a grandparent. They might be a friend that watches children. They may have a pool, but they don't have kids. So they think that, you know, it's okay. I don't need that. But heaven forbid, a neighborhood child comes in, drowns in their pool, that's their responsibility. So, you know, and we see a lot of that where people don't have pools, but yet children are found in, in, in other people's pools. So I think education and of everyone and making it a, making it aware, making them aware that yes, this can happen to you, whether or not you have kids or you have grandkids, it can, it can happen to anyone. I mean, we don't own a pool, but you know, we, 
have a, a water home. And I see all these homes on the water, beautiful homes, no fences, no barriers between, you know, the home and the water. Um, so I think a lot of it's going to be that education aspect. What are your thoughts on legislation? Um, it's not strong enough in Florida. I love that California has gone to mandating those two barriers. Now, um, Florida, we have a one barrier law. And I think that everyone needs to go to mandating those two barriers between, you know, the water and the home. Um, and I think a lot of it, we need, we need to have more education out there from our states to everyone, especially, you know, Florida, Texas, California that lead Arizona that lead in drowning. Um, and, and I think that it needs to come from the state because us, us little people can do as much as we can do, but unless it's made aware statewide, nationwide, that this is an epidemic, we're still going to have those baby steps that we're taking. And, and the Florida law is especially problematic. You know, it started out really good in 2001 um, <clears throat> when it kind of became the law that was modeled by the whole country. But since then, it's been slowly watered down and chipped away. So, you know, I don't know if you know, but the law in 2001 required a four foot tall barrier with a self-closing self-latching gate. And then, you know, a couple years later, the gate requirement got taken away. It said you didn't need a gate. And then a couple years after that, uh, they said you can also use um, hardwired alarms on the doors and windows that led to the pool. And that would be okay. Or a pool fence mm -hmm. you could pick. And then after that, they said that the alarms didn't have to be hardwired. That they could be uh, inexpensive battery-operated alarms. Stick-on ones. Stick-on ones, right? And then those were mm -hmm. okay to be code. Uh, and now, as of last July, um, in a last-minute change, literally at the 11th hour, um, a new change stuck in that says that you can have a floating pool alarm inside the pool. Um, oh. Which I don't think a lot of people know that, actually. Oh. It's... Uh, it happened kind of really quietly. And so what's happening now is when somebody builds a pool, instead of getting a pool fence, instead of getting even the alarms, all the doors and windows, which the argument was at least these things were still in the realm of prevention, right? We were catching the kid before they got to the water. Um, now you can get a floating pool alarm, which I don't know if you have experience with those, uh, but those are terrible. Those, those suck. Um, you know, they take a long time to go off. They false alarm constantly. If it's raining or windy or, you know, a duck is in the pool. Um, and the, the first time, you know, if someone does have kids and they don't yank it out immediately, you know, the first time you get a false alarm when a mom just put her kid down to a nap, um, that thing's getting chucked in the canal. I mean, that's, that's the end of that, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, those are, those are really, really bad. And I'm hoping that we can hopefully get that part of the law flipped back to how it was because it's yes because uh, someone's going to drown. That's what's going to happen, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, not going to be good. But you're right; the law in California is perfect. Um, mm -hmm. If I could model any law anywhere, the one in California is great because it, it's the um, it has a paradigm shift, right? It actually uses the idea of layers of protection in the law, which I think is yes. is fantastic. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, it is. I, did, I saw Stephanie commented, Stephanie Marie Robertson. Uh, she says the puddle jumpers need to be pulled off the market. Oh, it's the bell. Hi. So is the, is the first one like a five minute warning? Is that how that works? Yes, yes. 
Yep, I, we're good now. No I more have, bells. I'm trying to have a flashback to when I was at school. I remember this, the five-minute warning bell, and then the actual, <laughs> yes. like, your late bell, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. That yeah. was it. <laughs> so Stephanie Marie Robertson writes, Puzzle Jumper is going to be pulled off the market. No child can put one on a snap. Uh, no child can put one on a snap in the back of them. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, Stephanie also says that, uh, kind of like you were saying, that um, she said it wouldn't happen to her, and it did. No one can watch their kid all the time. And Sherry Dawn Sheffield agreed with you about something a few minutes ago. I don't know what, though. She said you have to know. Hi, Sherry. You know Sherry? Yes. Sherry's awesome. Uh, and Stephanie is probably our most loyal watcher. She literally watches everything we do, which is impressive. Hi, She's awesome, too. Thank you. <laughs> um, what else do you want parents to know about water safety in general? I mean, we've talked about education. We've talked about laser protection. Um, you know, if, if you could, you know, sit a mom down and tell her one thing, what would it be? Well, aside from what we've already talked about, I think swimming lessons is the next big thing. Um, yeah. I actually had an application for swimming lessons on my printer when Kayla drowned. Um, I had called someone, a local independent person, and they said, oh, this was before I knew about being able to, to self-rescue and, and what have you. And I know there's, you know, she said, well, we're just going to blow bubbles in the water. You can do that with her at home. I said, okay, I can do that. Well, and right. now little do I know, you know, going back, there's a lot more that I could have done. Sure. So I think definitely, you know, having those swim lessons, but know that that's just one layer of protection just because they know how to swim doesn't mean that they can't drown right um so even though they've had those swim lessons and they're proficient swimmers does not mean that they're they should be able to go swim by themselves while you're watching from inside the house you need to be there on the pool deck with them or, or on the lake with them um and always having that you know that you're there that there's an adult that knows how to swim that's there because if the adult doesn't know how to swim there's not much help that they're going to be you know, we hear all these people that are rescuing people that are drowning, but they don't know how to swim. So they end up drowning themselves. Um, so I just think, you know, making sure that they know how to swim and that, that you're always there watching is, is one of the biggest things. Yeah. And, and we have heard a lot of those stories. Um, I, I wish that more people knew the uh, reach, throw, row, go. Mm -hmm. You know, that you should, yes. you know, reach for the person, then use something long like a shepherd's hook or a pole or, or something to try and reach out to them, uh, yes. throw, uh, you know, something floaty Flotation at device. Them. Yeah, mm -hmm. at them. And row, which is like a kayak or a canoe or a boat or something. Um, yes. And then if all that fails, then, you know, try and go in the water and hopefully you've called on one by then. Because you're right, right I, I think we post on our Facebook page, you know, once a week, a story about someone else drowning trying to save somebody. You know, mm -hmm. I don't think they realize you know, how deadly someone drowning in the water, an adult in the water can be. Yeah. Right. Um, I was going to ask you one more thing and I lost it, but it's fine. Um, if, um, doo -doo -doo. so in your community, how can people help? Um, in our community, education, educating those around you, um, definitely. We are taking, we take donations. We have a PayPal or Kayla's coats, Kayla's.coats at hotmail.com. Mm -hmm. um, donating to us or even going to the YMCA or PD Aquatics and donating money for them to offer um, a swim scholarship for a student in need um, 
are big, big things that we can do. Um, we're collecting in the midst of collecting life jackets and materials and funds to build our next life jacket loaner station. Um, we have a couple other local public swimming areas that is our next stop for our life jacket loaner stations to get to. Um, so we have our first one out and we're kind of tweaking, making changes, seeing how it's working um, and then hoping to make our next ones a little bit better. So definitely we're, we're looking for donations for that. Um, for our swimming scholarship program so that we can, we're able to keep doing what we're doing. And you've done so much already. I mean, you've got a great momentum. Um, yeah. I think anyone can feel secure that if they're giving to you, that it's going to the right spot, given how many you've done already, you know? Yes, is- definitely. Um, we've donated to PD Aquatics for the past four years. Um, our YMCA, our local YMCA, We've done three donations to them. They actually, they're brand new. They just opened. Um, they've been open for two years now. So we've, we've helped pilot off their swimming, and then we've donated for them for the past two years as well. And then we are actually all, all of our board members are all volunteer. So we're a nonprofit volunteer. We all have other jobs that we work. Um, so nothing is going into our pockets. Everything is going back to our community. That's really, really cool. And how do the loaner stations work? I mean, if someone just shows up and is a jacket there? Yes, they show up. We have jackets there um, from infant all the way up to adult jackets. And they, they're they in, a, we have a big box out there at the beach. They use them and then they return them. Nice. Yeah. I know what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you about age ranges. When you talk about swim lessons, you know, what age should people start looking into them uh, up to what age, I guess? Um, I don't think it's ever too late to learn how to swim. That's true. Um, so, you know, any, any age, if you don't know how to swim, you should definitely go get swim lessons. Right. Um, but there are self-rescue that start at six months and up, mm-hmm. um, depending on your need. And then, you know, so anywhere from six months and up, you can start, start getting those swim lessons in. Gotcha. I remember we used to, and they're better now than they used to be, but we used to argue all the time with documents put out by the American Academy of Pediatrics and other things that said that you should wait until kids are five to teach them how to swim. Um, that was a big thing when we first started because they were worried about ear infections. The kids would get water in their ears. Um, yeah. and, and our thing but, was that most kids drown between one and four. Yeah. Um, they don't make it to five. Like it, it's, Yes, that, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Kayla, Kayla didn't make it to five. So yeah. Um, yeah. If, if you wait till five, you, you might, uh, you know, you might be taking a big risk. And exactly. I, I don't think most kids get ear infections, honestly, but even if they did, I think I'd rather have the ear infection. I, um, yeah, definitely. Any yeah. day. I would go back and take an ear infection over what we have endured any time. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's not even a question. Um, yeah. So I think that's a, a silly argument. And I'm glad that they've, I think now they say two or three is still not great. It, yeah. Um, it's better than five. Yeah. But they've <laughs> moved down from five. Uh, maybe yeah. eventually they'll get down to, you know, the six months to one, a year range. One, yeah. yeah. I will I say. say we started, um, we did start, I started Aiden. He was about a year and a half just because of where his birthday fell. Right. Um, and then we started Brantley at six months or maybe, maybe he was, he was like eight months and Aiden did a little bit better starting just because he already had that movement of walking. Sure. Um, you know, but definitely as soon as you can get him in that pool, get him in that pool, get him used to the water. Absolutely. You know, and did, um, 
when he started at eight months, did he have to do a refresher course or? Yes. Yes. We go back. Um, we're actually on the waiting list. I'm hoping she can get us in soon. (laughs) Um, but Aiden and since we don't have a pool at home, we don't swim a whole lot. Um, but still it's very important. So Aiden will go back for about a three or four day refresher course. And then Brayton will go back. This will be his third season swimming. So he'll go back probably about a three week refresher course. And then we'll go back for some maintenance lessons here and there. That's awesome. And that's what I, that's pretty typical. I've heard. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, if you don't use it, you lose it. So they've got to keep practicing and get that stamina up for swimming. Sure. And then how does that eventually transition into more traditional lessons? Um, well, where we go with PD aquatics, she, she's taught Aiden. Um, he's done snorkeling. He's done oh, wow. so that we can go. Cause we have a lot of scalloping here in Citrus County. Right. Um, so he could go scalloping out there. Um, she's done a swim team. So when, once they start and they're able to, you know, show her that they can swim the full length of the pool, she'll start with strokes and all that. So she progresses there and our YMC actually has a wonderful swim team as well. So we've got a lot of options where we're at. It's funny. I haven't heard anybody talk about going scalloping in a long time. That's funny. <gasps> oh, um, that's my, like uh, the big thing. Manatees really? and scallops here. Yes. Wow. Um, yeah. my, my, my grandfather was a, um, shrimp boat captain mm-hmm. and in this, in one season, I forget which he did shrimp. And then the op- opposite season, he did scallops. Um, mm-hmm. so scalloping was, you know, not, I mean, he had a giant boat with a net and, you know, it was a thing, but, um, but yeah, my yeah. dad used to scallops and it was a whole, he, he hated yeah. scallops when he grew up, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but it was like lobstering, I, I'm guessing you go under and scallop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about three three to five feet of water usually is what we scallop in. Um, yeah, that's fun. That's really cool. Although I, I can't see without my glasses on, so I just stay on the boat and count <laughs> all the people. That's, that's my job. So. Over and over again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just Mom count to make sure they're all there. Just counting ducks over but, and over again? Yeah, it's that, it's that anxiety that sets in. I'm like, oh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So um, well, before we uh, sign off, is there anything else you want people to know? Um, I don't think so. Just make sure that, that, that you're enjoying the water. I mean, water is, is fun. It's dangerous, you know, but, but enjoy it, have fun. Um, and just enjoy your children because you never know. And how can folks find you and Kayla Coates? Um, at Kayla's Coats, we are on the web, kaylascoats.org. It's C-A-Y-L-A-S, um, C-O-A-T-S. Dot org or we're on Facebook, which is usually where I'm more active. Um, and then our email, if you want to get in touch with us, is kaylas.coats at hotmail.com. Um, but that's about it. Perfect. Yeah. Face- Facebook is the easiest way to contact me, to be honest. It really is. <laughs> I agree with that. Well, th- th- thank you so much. This was, this was fantastic. And I'm sure somebody um, was helped by it. So that's really cool, too. Yes. Thank you. We appreciate you. it, Eric. Sure thing. And enjoy the last day of school. I will. Your, your last day. So what, what do you do on the teacher's free, like on the teacher work day, the last day? Are you what cleaning out the room, I guess? Uh, well, I'm done. I'm looking at an empty room right now. Nice. Um, so I'm going to go help a friend who's moving classrooms today. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, enjoy that. Have fun. I'm, I like your, I like I your shirt, by the way. Thank you. This is our shirt from our race. Nice. So we have one coming up. In November again. Awesome. So everybody should go to that. That's, that's going to yes. be cool. Yes. Yes. Watersafe, watersafecitrus.com is our website. Awesome. 
All right, Jessica, yeah. have a good one. And I hope to talk to you really soon. Yes, thank you, Eric. Right, bye. Bye. How do I turn it off? Click it. We're still live. Oh, no.